0: Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With
1: each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nathalie Barbek and Jessica
0: Falcon. So what does it mean to radically embody love? We're so excited to have a conversation with you today about what this means on a practical, real level and how you can really embody love in your daily life and what this even means to embody love. What kind of love are we talking about? What kind of level of embodiment are we talking about? And why this is important, why this matters. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today, Nas. And do you want to start by telling us what radically embodying love means to you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jessica.
1: I am so excited about this topic because I had to really get get deeper into this question that is what is truly mean to me. And therefore, I'm going to first say what I'm about to say I do not claim that I have embodied fully, but I am inspired to do so. So, and I know it's a journey. And as I learn more, I might even change my view, which has happened before, that is truly what it means. So I'm gonna go from the place of where I am right now and what I'm inspired to when I say radically embody love. So what I, to me, what radically embodied love is not is what I had learned from society, from my parents, from childhood, what love is, which it was conditional love. Mm -hmm. That not only I had to protect myself against it, meaning defend myself, caused my heart to not feel truly, it was also based on condition that if I, if you want me to truly and openly love you, then you have to be certain way. You have to believe in what I believe. You need to act certain way. So that's what is not to me. The love is not about love in what we have learned, conditional love. And it's not about even being love. Embodying radically, embodying love means truly becoming who we are. It's not about gaining anything. It's more about remembering who we truly are, meaning we all love, and therefore to examine how and we have built obstacle against love in a Mm -hmm. way against who we truly are right Mm -hmm. so and then from that place open up truly that to that impersonal love which means it doesn't add condition that who you need to be, or even who my personality to be, need to be, to be worthy of that divine love, to be worthy of being loved. And from that place, first create the first and most important partnership which is with ourself. My partnership with my identity, with my personality, with all of me, things that I might think that even I want to get rid of, right? (laughs) Part of me that I'm not fully grateful for. Whole of me, that, that connection that I have with me. And from that place, opening up my heart to myself first, that seeing every obstacle, everything that comes my way that I might call failure is an opportunity for me to yet again love myself a little bit more. And from that mm-hmm. place, extend that love to everybody else, to wh- whoever comes my way without judgment or without even preference or having a point of view because what I see and learn to see from within me which is the light of love is also is in front of me everybody that I meet right and and the other thing that I've been more and more focused on because I think it's one thing that Can make a difference is not wanting to change anything right like not waiting for someone to change to open our heart to that person not even waiting for the world to change and accepting what is at as is and just changing our perception of what is in front of us meaning is it our focus Is on the personality that we dislike in front of us? Or is it our focus on the light of love within that person? And no matter what, we try to connect with that. And then that acceptance that becomes surrounding to what is and believing what is, is what meant to be. And how can we change our relationship with it so I can, we can move through it easily? So mm. in a way, remembering who we truly are requires us to first create that deep connection within ourselves. Like really parenting ourselves through our mind and body and seeing everything in a different light that what we had to go through maybe as a child and what we have experienced causes us to in a way not only close our heart to ourselves and to others and Getting to the point that we don't no longer feel like we need to defend ourselves. You know, I have to remind myself sometimes that I'm not that fragile um, that I cannot handle life. I cannot handle rejection. I cannot handle, right? So, is you just reminding yourself of all of the strength that you already have within yourself and connecting with that? and moving forward. So Mm -hmm. I would love to hear Mm -hmm. what it means to you.
0: Yeah, I just really wanna reflect quickly on something that you said that really stuck with me. When you talked about that love, right? And that it's something that we already have, like we remember, and yet there are these obstacles that have been placed on that remembrance, Mm -hmm. on accessing that love. And you talked about because of the conditioned love, right, that we are exposed to, that we grew up with, not only from our families or from society, schools, you know, the, the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and what hit me is that it's those very conditions that create the obstacles. And so it's like because we have been told That we are only loved if we Mm -hmm. are only loved when we are only loved after, Mm -hmm. which creates a desire to change, the internal desire to change, to be better, to make ourselves worthy, right? These spirals that our mind can take us in. It is that very conditioned love that separates us from the love we are. And It's of no fault to our parents, right? It's of no fault because they received that too. I actually would trace this all the way back, you know, thousands. We're talking five to 7,000 years ago when what I call the great split occurred in consciousness. And prior to the split in consciousness, the divinity in all things was recognized. The divinity in all things was honored. And the divine was known to exist here on earth in each person and each flower and each breath that we take. And then there was a split and no longer was the divine considered to be on earth. And this split took a few thousand years, actually, to be really ingrained in what we are still experiencing today. But the split was that, no, the divine is now up. Outside of Earth, you're no longer here on Earth. And that split in consciousness took the divine out of us and put it elsewhere and put it outside of us. Mm -hmm. And we've been absorbing that conditioning, those inherited belief systems for literally thousands of years. And so this is a process that we're all in of Not only reprogramming how we perceive this and our experience of it, but remembering that actually the divine is in us. Actually, the divine is in everything, is in every person, as you stated. And it's a process of remembering. And as we go in and enter, right, this portal of our cosmic heart, as we go in and remember the divine within, it requires removing all the obstacles we have placed on consciously or unconsciously or that have been placed on us that have created this forgetfulness that have created this disconnection that have created this separation from who and what we truly are and so it's a process of of deepening into and remembering our true nature and so I very much have a similar perception of what it means to radically embody love it is to to access that love we already are which is divine love cosmic love through our very own hearts and then to allow that love to permeate penetrate every single aspect of our being our thoughts our feelings our emotions our experiences and our body because the divine is contained. My perception is that the divine is contained within every single cell of our body. And so as we open our hearts to this love, we begin to remember and activate that divine love in our body in every cell. It's a process of course. And I think it's, I think it's because it's been, This has been kept from us and denied to us for so, so long that we forgot for so long that it is a continual process of, of remembering and removing what is not that remembering and removing what is not that. So it's not about changing who we are, as you said, it's more like, for me, it's a matter of then aligning who I am to this deeper truth. Because I identified for so long with my ego mind, which was rooted in the separation and shrouded by shame and guilt and thinking I had to be different. I had to be other fearing judgment, fearing rejection and abandonment and betrayal and all of that kept me outside of myself because I was looking out for love. I was looking out for approval. I was looking out to be valued, to be determined, worthy And that all literally, I, I could feel it in my solar plexus. That's where so much of my own healing work has been done because I would feel it coming up and out and looking, thinking, oh, I can find love here. I can find value here. I can find worth through succeeding, through success, through a relationship, through all these external things. And the healing process for me has been that reunification with, no, that is here. That love is here. That divine love is here. That divine worthiness is here. That power is here as a divine being. And the knowledge and remembrance of this then gets to be the guiding force. When I have a thought, is this an alignment with this truth? And I have a feeling, is this an alignment with this truth? Or do I need to bring this thought into an alignment with the truth of who I am so that I am fully integrated and fully embodying this divinity, fully embodying this love. And it becomes an actual experience rather than a mental concept, right? It's through that integration, it's through that alignment, which takes consistency, it takes dedication, devotion to allowing myself to be unified with all of me through love. And it's so different than what we're taught. I mean, even in the self-love industry, it's still rooted in this concept of going out Mm -hmm. to start or doing something to love yourself. And this verb, this action versus allowing, accessing the love and then allowing the love, right. To become you, to be you, to infiltrate you. I love it.
1: Yes. And as you mentioned, Jessica, I think it's important for us to say that, that this is a process, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do in each episode, talking about different ways that we can connect that to our true self and mm-hmm. a step by a step, a step into our true power and who we are and connect with it. Because I know, and I have been in this path since 2013. And <clears throat> I always thought, why is it so, Im- like I have it, there's a moment that I feel like I am truly aligned and one, and it's so expensive, and it's so beautiful, and there he is, goes. Something triggers me, somebody comes and says, like, I cannot hold on to it, right? And then through my practices, I'm learning what I need to do to more and more stay and connect with that, right? With that alignment that I know when I'm aligned, if I no longer relying on my personality will in a way, And I'm aligning myself with the will of my soul, something higher in a way that I know is there, it's mine and I can access, right? But of course, there is always that, you know, a stage that we keep moving from love to fear, love to fear, right? And it's a practice and we keep, as you said, because this didn't happen overnight thousands of years, we have been in practicing of really living in an illusion of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Not connecting to our true self, feeling that separation, that there is something outside of us that we need to fear, that is judging us, that we need to be certain way to actually, first and foremost, get the approval that God that we assume is outside of us and is there, Right and how the whole idea of that we were born with sin i mean that's shame that's deep right mm-hmm. that is in our biology in our every aspect of our being unfortunately and it has a strong hold in us right and so like we do need to have practices i believe daily to be able to reconnect with ourselves right because the moment that we go out there right and we are bombarded with all the false identities that are around us right with the illusion of what do we need to be to be happy who need who we need to pretend to be to fit in. And I am very aware that these are again, deep rooted, because if we think about it as a tribe, if we were different, we were kicked out, our whole survivor was depending on being like everybody else, right? And not being any different in a way, do not get any attention, which is different from You become just like everybody else, right? That's the easy way out, in a way, right? But Mm -hmm. learning through our own practices to really, it goes back to trusting ourselves deep within. And it keeps leaning back to that trust of who we are. And I know it has been for me, a journey of from fear of being truly seen. Like, I started with feeling that power within me, but I also had that fear of really showing and even speaking about what I felt within me, right? And with that awareness, I had to keep moving forward because deep within me, I knew that that is the true self. That is who I am, right? And again, with the faith that if I keep practicing and I keep showing up for myself, if I love myself through my fear, if I love myself through my failure, what I perceive to be failure, Sooner or later, I would fully awaken to my true self and be able to align so no longer I would fear myself, my true self, right? So it is a journey and we are gonna talk about our own journeys through this process and our practices and you know, have conversation. But I just wanna say that because I want us with that knowledge, have compassion towards ourselves, right? Know that in each moment we have done our best, but I sometimes feel like the system has been failing us, right? By that I mean our culture, our religious institution, our education institution, all these institutions, right? So we need to have that love and compassion for ourselves, And from that place of knowing that now that we have the awareness of at least have had the glimpse of who we are, we can more and more lean into it and trust that, you know, we will find a way to be fully aligned and more and more act the way that is in our highest interest, not only ours, and everybody else who is, you know, in our life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much beauty, so much juice in what you said. And I also want to say for me, I feel like the alignment of that is that holding of myself, mm-hmm. even when I'm not in alignment, right? And so it's like the, the, the recognition that we are fully human and fully divine all at the same time and the capacity to hold ourselves to have that compassion for ourselves, that self-forgiveness, that self-love, like that, you know, we're still going to feel, we might still feel sad, say, when someone rejects us. That doesn't take us away from our divinity. That doesn't make us imperfect. That doesn't make anything wrong at all. That's just a beautiful human experience of wanting connection and feeling sad when there isn't one, right? And so holding ourselves in that, Oh, like I get to feel the sadness of this rejection of this person judging me or not liking me. And, oh, I really long to feel the connection, not the rejection. And that's so beautiful. And I have so much compassion for myself and I love myself so much. And I simultaneously remember the infinite well of love available to me at all times that I get to extend to myself. And I get to extend to this person knowing that their incapacity to accept me is related more to their incapacity to accept themselves, not me. And so it gets to be both. And I think on this path like of this radically embodying love is also holding this polarity, right? And And it does require that consistent daily practice. It requires, for me, it's like, when I do my daily practices, which like you said, we'll go more detail of what these are and and our own experiences with these, but it's about accessing that love and, and creating my own frequency, my own vibratory state so that I take that out into the world. And I get to radiate love. I get to be love. I get to be all of me instead of taking in the world and making it my own because I've spent the time in the morning being and filling myself with myself and with love that when I go out, I'm not absorbing all of that, right? I'm not absorbing that conditioning and that negativity. It gets to kind of bounce off me. I get to recognize it as out of alignment because I'm in alignment with me first And that being in alignment with me, that daily consistency, that daily practice, that daily devotion to love within me, as me, to my own truth, my own feelings, my own experience, makes it easier for me to see when something is not in alignment and I get to say, oh, that's not mine. That gets to stay outside of me. And and the final thing that I really wanted to touch on that you said was sin, and we could have we could do a whole podcast about this because this is we probably
1: will we probably will <laughs> because this is a
0: huge topic and right. it's something I'm so passionate about. I've been doing so much research on, mm-hmm. you know, for many years now, like the the uh, origin of sin, when it was created, and why it was created, and how mm-hmm. it was created. And the simple thing I want to say today that's very much in I feel like it really explained this embodying love really clearly is that the original, one of the original definitions of sin was turning your heart away from God. Mm. That was it, that it was to turn your heart away from God. And so if anything, right. If, if I was to agree with any definition of sin, which I don't like the word sin. I don't, I don't agree with sin as we know it in our culture. But if I was to agree with any definition of sin, it would be when we turn our heart away from God within ourselves, we lose our true sight Which and totally we become disconnected, sense. right? And that, yes. that definition of sin, I, can, I could buy into, right? Yeah. That definition of when, I'm dis- when I don't turn into the God within me or tune into the God within you or tune into the God within all of life, I have become disconnected from truth. I have become blind to what is. And and that's what it is to radically embody love is to see the truth. It's to open our eyes to the truth of who we are. It is to open our eyes to the God within us. And if you don't like the word God, source, universe, creator, goddess, unconditional love, whatever that word is. It's accessing that within us and seeing it outside of us. And when we can tap into that truth and we can remember it and we can align our experience to that, ugh, I mean, that's where that joy is. That's that freedom. That's that experience of it. And it's, ugh. that's all the
1: juices. <laughs> and Jessica, thank you for saying that because as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, that I can make sense of, right? It's like, the whole thing actually started exactly when we turned our, actually, we went against ourselves in a way, right? Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. It, 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 it beautifully. So, yeah. And I do like us to talk about this more because I think shame that comes from that, right? Yeah it's so deep that I see it all the time when I talk with others that have grown up in a I don't care what religion but the message that they have got that inherently they're imperfect, inherently they're not good, inherently right, that it's something we have to strive to become, right and rather than what if we don't have to become anything but our true self, right? What if that there is nothing for us to do just to be and trust our true self and just learn more about ourselves, who we truly are, right? And that's that's the beauty, beauty of it, that what are we seeking is not outside of ourself, right? So, and then if... What we're seeking is not out there, but that tells me all I have to rely on is myself going within because the wisdom and the answers are there as well, right? Mm -hmm. But just allow myself to trust myself enough to open up to that possibility, be curious, be wondrous. You know, I love that word, I wonder, when I always say that I wonder and I'm, I'm not making up my mind about it, right? I'm just wondering, I'm being curious and then magic happens, you know, in that. Uh, in a way that when we don't make up our mind, that's why I said, this is what I'm saying today. This is what I believe today and I feel. And I don't know a month or two months from now if i would add to this or change something right because that's that's the beauty of it right the more we get to give ourselves a chance to get to know our, ourselves the more opens up and then our perception of what is changes right because we have had a tendency to have preferences and label everything as good or bad. This is, and then from that view, then there's a split right there, right? Because we keep judging everything because we already have our, made up our mind about things. And not only that, they have put a label on it, right? And from that place, then, I don't think we have the whole wheel of what is, truly is, right? So it's just a process of, as you said, like examine ourselves every time with that place of love and compassion. And, you know, one thing that I have learned that I always ask myself if I'm not sure if like what would love do, right, in this situation? If I was looking at this through the eyes of the beloved, my true self, my higher self, and that connection, how would I see things different? And then give that opportunity to myself to see things with fresh eye.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... and when you said it's really about being and trusting that I just want to add the word allowing, particularly, Mm -hmm. you know, as we go forward until our next podcast, like this, what it really is is it's like, we're allowing this essence, this truth to inform us. And what that means to me is that we allow the heart to be our compass and we allow the heart to be our guide and instead of the mind, because that's the conditioning is that the mind, right? That's the separation. That's the ego. That's the, you know, this these conditions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if we're acting from the mind, instead of really aligning the mind to the heart, so that the, the mind becomes a servant to the heart, not the other way around, Mm -hmm. then we're really allowing our true self to be. And we're allowing our true self to inform every action and every word and every choice we make. So that's how we become It's through that, that listening, that connecting, that trusting, as you said, and then the allowing and letting this come first and letting everything else just fall into that versus letting that be the primary. And so I just really encourage all of us, like myself included, right? Because it's it is a, it's a always spiraling and folding process of going into deeper and deeper levels of this embodiment, right? Of our divinity of love is to just really pay attention to to, is this coming from my mind and my conditioned self is this coming from my heart and my true self? And as you said, what would love do? What what would be love? And, and as we ask ourselves those questions, right, every day, particularly when making choices, particularly when wanting to respond to a situation, instead of reacting, really sit with that. What would love do? What would my heart say? What is really in alignment with my truth? And then acting from that place, it begins to shift everything. Yes, well said, well
1: said. And, you know, as we move on to different episodes and, you know, our focus is, but this is our foundation. Mm-hmm. Our relationship with others is a mirror of our relationship with ourself, right? In a way. So our foundation is always, again, what's within that, and then the relationship with ourselves. And we do have a relationship with everything else, but it all starts here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm so excited to venture out to different aspects of what it means to be human and a spiritual being at the same time, right? And what it means for us to move in this world in a way that we are aligned with our true self so we can really step into a place of knowing without keep doubting ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And keep building on that and moving forward. And that's that's where the joy is. That's when mm-hmm. the fun of... And, you know, I sometimes feel like this is it, I mean, this is the fun of it, right? Imagine, I mean, obviously, if we were already knew all of this and perfect, we probably would not incarnate in this body in this, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at it more and more, it's like a life is a game, but can we make it a fun, joyous game, right? It's like any game, why do we have fun when we play games? There's so many unknown, we're trying to unravel things, we're putting things together, we're trying to make sense of things together. That's the fun of it, right? So like, why don't we take that attitude and that joy of playing any game that brings us joy to what we do, right? That sometimes we will figure it out, sometimes we won't. And we learn as we do, as, as we move forward and, just have that attitude and i remind myself always when i do that the lighter we are the more fun and joy we create within ourselves it just our perspective of what what things are changes right
0: Mm -hmm. and life
1: becomes more enjoyable and easy
0: easier Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it'll be really fun as we cuz the next couple of episodes we'll be talking about our own journeys and it'll be really fun like to see you know our unique ways of accessing this and living this and beginning to embody this and i feel like there're going to be so many juicy tidbits for us to take into other episodes even as we explore these deeper and deeper cuz that's our intention mm-hmm. you know with this podcast is to really to go into the depth, right? Because so often we feel like we're, I feel like in social media or, or you hear people talk and make it sound so simple. And it's simple, but it's also complex when it comes to truly embodying it. And it's not a linear process. And so really taking these, these juicy tidbits and these topics and delving into them in a really deep, grounded way and I'm really excited to do this with you I'm really excited to to take this further and to to learn from your experience and as well and and to share my own and to um to really explore what it means for us to be fully divine fully human fully embodying love in a world right that still may not see love Mm -hmm. And, and, and what it is to, to feel and experience unconditional love in relationships, right? Where, where, how do then we do that and have boundaries? How do we then do that and speak our truth and the the nuances of that, right? Mm -hmm. And, and it's going to be so much fun. And I'm so excited. Me too, Jessica. And
1: I am (laughs) so excited. I will talk about how we met. And which I mm-hmm. think it was so divinely guided. And we have been actually, since we connected, we already have had this spark of, we're like the way we connected. I was thinking about connecting to you and then you you made that. Kind of, it's like everything has been really smooth <laughs> and flowing and that's what I love. So I asked the, I'm very excited to do this journey with you and learn from you, and grow, and have conversation that is exciting for us, bring joy to us, and to
0: others. So, looking forward to it. Me too. And we'll see you guys next week on our next podcast. Yes. Very exciting. (laughs)
1: Love to all.